0: I'm Kendall Becker and I've worked with some of the biggest global names in the fashion industry. Even though much of my work has taken an international stance on fashion, it's kept me stuck behind a computer screen in a tiny New York City apartment for far too long. So I'm ditching the laptop, putting my trend forecasting skills to the test, and setting out to discover inspiring stories of fashion and culture from creatives around the globe to understand how they curate their world firsthand. from spending just a month there. And truly, I feel like I just scratched the surface. And it's funny because I spoke to so many women who've been there for three, five, 10 years, and they feel the same way too. The culture in Bali really goes so, so deep, and it almost has a little bit of this secret element to it that there is just truly so much to learn. If you're not familiar, Bali is in Indonesia, which is actually one of the largest Muslim countries in the world. But this little island is rooted in Hinduism and has their own rich traditions that are originated on the island specifically. They even have their own language just in Bali, which is actually really complex case in point. I heard an amazing quote there that once you really start to speak the language, understand the different rituals is when you start to understand Bali as a culture, but connecting with these different women who had built lives, careers and families in Bali, it was so interesting to hear their learnings and their take on Bali, which is what what I think makes that island so, so special is that the energy there you know a lot of people call it mama bali or call it the center of the universe and where a lot of this energy of the world is stored and it's a powerful powerful island i don't know if you're into all the woo woo spirituality but i personally am and i think that you could really feel the synchronicities of the universe begin to happen there it was almost like everything in your path was falling into place for a reason. I think that's true of wherever you are in the world, whenever you're there, but Bali, especially you could just see it happening when you were looking for those signs. And there is just a bit of magic in the air. What's interesting too about Balinese culture is that they're not just looking at quote light magic. So think gratitude, manifestations, these beautiful, beautiful things, but they also acknowledge dark magic too. And I think that goes to prove that there's just a duality in the universe and in ourselves and in society. We can never have light without the dark. You can't have happy without sad. You can't have good without evil. And that's what makes life so beautiful. And they really understand that. And I think it comes out in the lessons that you learn there, the people that you meet and the way that they go about approaching life let me tell you the Balinese were some of the kindest people I have ever met and so incredibly positive welcoming you to their country and bringing you into their traditions and just everything that they're doing it was so beautiful and I really felt at home there it was a really really wonderful experience I'm like bit by the Bali bug I get why people end up going there and truly never come home it's like a joke that people do that but it's absolutely true and I can see why it's almost addicting it feels like you're uncovering all these layers you're connecting with different people it is just one of the most beautiful places in the world both mentally physically all the things so I'm excited to share with you my experiences through the lens of these incredibly empowered intelligent and just incredible women that I met along the way The first person I'm going to introduce you to is Nicole. She is what we call a modern medicine woman. She's a shaman. She does soul reading. She performs ceremonies in Bali. She's also a woman of a woman of all trades. She actually started her career out as a model with IMG in New York and is now living in Bali, living this beautiful, holistic life. I got connected with Nicole when I went to the Pyramids of Chi, that's in Ubud, Bali, and it's this incredible grounds that has sound healing, readings of every kind, a cafe. It's all just beautiful. Like it literally is these pyramids, and they're sm- supposed to be energy centers. It's really freaking cool. Um, but I met Nicole there when I actually did a soul reading with her. So we dove into some of my past lives and looking into the akashic records this is a whole thing you really you gotta look into it it's very woo spiritual which again i love personally um but we dove in we had such a beautiful conversation really getting into those deep layers of life and why you're here and she does incredible things she does coaching so you can work with her even from afar you can get a reading with her but i was so intrigued by her mindset and her story when i got to chatting with her that i knew i had to interview her for this project get her on the podcast so you guys could hear her story too it really is just the epitome of everything happens for a reason and you have to trust in the universe enough of me let's dive into it you know one of those
1: interesting people um i was born in germany so I grew up in Germany and traveled a lot as a kid, and was never home in one place. Always been a gypsy. Always been interested in many, many, many different things. Yeah, which was faulted oftentimes. Are you nuts? Why so many different interests and creative outlets? But I just had that all my Ooh, life. Yeah. Christian so you know, from writing, from you know the spiritual, the the, the entertainment industry, the modeling, the acting, the mm-hmm. I'm a private pilot. You know, I've done all of You're that. A
0: private
1: pilot yes. too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Learned how to fly in Canada, so that was fun too. With a beautiful scenery, of course. And oh was yeah. Absolutely epic. Oh my god, that's um, Yeah. Bye. So my life has always been about finding out more Mm -hmm. about everything you know i'm not i'm not happy with superficial anything i always want to dig deeper if it's fashion i want to know where it comes from where how is it made and the art behind the photography and modeling and Mm -hmm. everything so i want to go as deep as i can oh my god same with you know just this experience of life and with my family with living here in bali now for six years um, how deep can i go right yeah. Oh, I totally relate
0: to that mindset, too, of, like, there is just so much to learn out there, and then when you have fun with it, it's like, okay, what else? Now Absolutely. I want to know this. Now I want to know that. Yeah. And it, but it's tough because, I mean, obviously, which we'll get into later, but it, it's so not normalized in our yeah. society, and there's so much pressure to be, like, you're an X, you're a Y. Yeah. Stereotypes, stereotypes. Yeah. 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 It's, it was amazing
1: for me to hear about, like, how your story is so personal mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was never that, like I yeah. could care less because even in school I was the different one, the weird one, the wild one, the wicked one, the, uh, the tall one, the uh-huh. extremely tall one. So it was like, okay, I'm different. What am I going to do with this? Right. And of course, our society preaches about certain ways of being and doing and acting mm-hmm. and, and doing life and everything has to go like this. And I was always like bullshit life doesn't work like that. How about mm. I come into like a cul-de-sac and I cannot mm-hmm. go any further and then I just turn around and do something else with my life. Yes. So that's what I've always done. I always mm-hmm. try things like like acting, modeling, like, you know, designing jewelry now. And I'm yeah. like, okay, does it still serve me? Is it still honoring who I am? Yes or no. If it's yes, let's keep going. If it's a no, I do something else.
0: Totally. And like we're ever-changing beings and we have all these different experiences yes. that it only makes sense too. sometimes you hit the cul-de-sac and then you turn around. Yeah. And then you find a really beautiful new street and like, that's what's so fun. Yeah.
1: That being said, yes. you had some New York days as well. I had some New York days, you uh-huh. know, which was epic. I was in Take my, me through that. Oh my goodness. It was basically the, yeah, it was my path from coming from Germany mm-hmm. and all over Europe, modeling all over Europe. And then the next path took me to IMG New York, where I worked mostly in editorial, beauty, and runway Gosh, for a while. Mm-hmm. And that was my late teens, right? So we're talking oh decades God. ago, and no, we're talking decades mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. it was super good for my for my exploring my soul, my edges, my yeah. what do I love, what do I not love. The fashion industry has a lot of things I absolutely love. The, creativity the people the versatility the uniqueness and yes this, you know how eclectic some people are um also has some edges i'm not into but of course you sure. know we know all of things right <laughs> so my new york days new york's always a, another home for me always it's just that. one of these yeah. places i just love yeah it's just you know if they're ingrained in your heart what are you going to do you know 30 years later i'm like i still love that place
0: totally so
1: yeah that is
0: really cool. Yeah, New York, it teaches you a lot about yourself, mm-hmm. whether you want it to or not. Like, Absolutely. that is what you're signing up for with New York, especially the fashion industry there, too. Yeah. So, really, everything has its pros and cons in life. And there's so many things like the people and connecting. And, like, I love there really is a lot that it's like okay I didn't know I was going to learn that yeah. okay me pushing my edge here
2: Very
0: I'm like crying in the subway station and like don't know what to do with myself but like okay you're going to figure it out Yes, it's wild it's jungle. it's oh, a jungle yeah. just like Bali is, New mm-hmm. York
1: is mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a jungle
0: funny. a um, different jungle, yeah. the concrete jungle but uh, so what did you learn from like those modeling and acting days like also, oh, wow. As wow. some of you guys know I also was in that space growing up
1: And I think those transformative years, it's really interesting. It it taught me a lot of resilience, a lot of self, coming back to self, and how can I make the best out of this situation? You know, if you're in your late teens and you get one no after the other, after the other, I had a really big call for Vogue with Mario Testino back then, and he broke his leg the day before. I was supposed to shoot with him, and what I was sent are the home. Freaking chances! Yes, I was sent home, and I was I was done. I oh, yeah. world crumbled for quite a long time. I was like, I'm not deserving. This is not good. And mm-hmm. now my the career is done, and I'm finished. And yeah, you know, now looking back, I'm kind of laughing about this. I'm going like, oh my goodness, Nicole, was it really, really that difficult and hard? And you were actually never supposed to really be that successful at it. It's just not who you are as mm-hmm. as a person. I'm just not made for that world for yeah. long-term, short-term fun, yes, mm-hmm. but not long-term. And yeah, but it crumbled me. So a lot of resilience and um, just, I kept working on myself, mostly on my attitude, my mindset.
0: Tell me like, what was that moment to what you're doing now, being mm-hmm. in Bali with your family, you have these like beautiful businesses set
1: up. Yeah. Tell me like what that kind of final step was to like get to get here. here. Yeah. It was definitely a journey. There was no yeah. final step. But right. what happened is we lived in Vancouver and my husband was traveling 24/7. He okay. was gone. I had two little kids. I was working my business. I had my little basement uh, session space, you okay. know? But he was gone. Didn't see the kids. I was busy and didn't really have time for my kids either. I had a nanny. Yeah. And we were like, What are we doing? Why are we doing this? Uh-huh. Is this how we want to raise our kids? Is this how we want to live? Is this what we want to give our kids to go on with in life? Right. And we sold everything: we sold the cars, the house, we sold everything we owned, every toy, every furniture, every piece of clothing, oh, my every goodness. piece of everything we had because we said sure we can put it all in storage but that's not the idea if you liberate yourself you go all the way so right. four suitcases later on a plane first to japan off okay. we went and discovered you know first went over to asia japan malaysia singapore mm-hmm. and then more into australia new zealand before bali was like yeah i like they you come on come over. and it was never the plan never the plan to land in bali wow for vacation yes yeah sure let's check it out mm-hmm. what does he pray love thing is all about uh-huh <laughs> and but then Bali never really let us go. It was really impossible to leave. Everywhere we wanted to go to, every door closed, and Bali was always open. It's like, so. you're staying with me, okay. And Bali has been gracious, has been super supportive. The mm-hmm. energy here, you can feel that, you know, it's very oh, different yeah. than anywhere in the world. So um, definitely still wanted here, so I'm gonna stick around until that changes.
3: I
0: love that. What was it like settling in here and like navigating the land that, of
1: course, is so different than so Vancouver? Different. A lot of ego deaths. A lot of ego deaths. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm, I have a pretty strong personality, so mm-hmm. I was swearing a lot the hell is this and how come they can do this and there's not even real roads and there's not a sidewalk and why is it always hot and i need my four seasons and oh know, yeah a lot yeah. of stuff going on in the beginning mm-hmm. and it's uh, just the mosquitoes alone pissed me off so much oh like, my god i mean i'm, I'm, I'm allergic crazy. to mosquitoes Are you really? know so i like blow up yesterday i was bitten on a lip. Oh. i looked like a you know like a, a beauty treatment gone really wrong yes it's,
0: yeah so that oh,
1: happened. Man. It yeah. was a lot of, actually the biggest thing about Bali is she, I, I say but Mama Bali teaches mm-hmm. me every single day to let go, to be present, you mm-hmm. know, to just really be there. And we can fight it. And I've seen people fight it all the time. Friends of mine who you know, live in Bali as yeah. well. And they fought it and fought it and fought it and came with their masculine pushing energy. Yeah. And what happens, Bali throws you out. Something major happens, you get deported, you are really sick, you need to go (sighs) home, Bali (sighs) throws you out, there's no prisoners taken. It's like either you stay and you're in it and then you contribute to Balinese culture and to their Mm well-being, or Bali kicks you out hard. I've seen it so many times. Yeah. It
0: is such a powerful island and it really like, I feel like the unexpected is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm tell me about you like integrating with Balinese culture and like mm-hmm. it is so strong and so specific and I feel like it's kind of tough to even learn about it's very which different. is what I found so surprising here was like okay I'm gonna spend a month in Bali I'm gonna learn so much like have I learned a lot absolutely but in different yes. ways and oh my god just the like yeah wanting to dive in and it's it's very mysterious
1: yeah. and complex the Balinese oh, Hinduism yeah. mm-hmm. I, I, for me it worked by joining the ceremonies and going to the temples and we have one Balinese oh, brother that kind of really supported us and okay. like I, I'll do this and i show you how to do this and uh, integrating and, and I'm not good at that yet I have to admit comes with the language learning Bahasa You know, I can speak a little bit, I can Uh say the minor things, but if you want to be in that culture, you have to speak in English. They're just not as good in English, you know, to really be in a communication space where you can really, yeah, you know, talk about your feelings and your emotions and what's going on in Mm -hmm. your life. You can't do that exchange casually. That makes sense. There was something, too, that I don't know if this is true because
0: I haven't really looked into it but it was someone was talking to me about the way that the language structure is set up from English to Balinese and how we have such like a complex language in English that like I feel like forces us to kind of flower around things and there's just a lot more straightforward and I think that's really interesting really powerful also of like you're really diving in and
1: speaking direct of what you really need. Yes. Yeah. Know, to give you an example, it makes me makes me laugh. But we uh-huh. would it, would it be possible if we could do this at this time in this way in Bahasa? The answer would be Bisa. Yeah, can. Works, oh, right. <laughs> done. There is no, you know, flowering around anything. It's like Bisa or Tidak. Cannot. You know? right. it's like boom boom. So it's yeah. so
0: funny. And I feel like before I knew it was like, oh, maybe like they're not the best at English or like something like that but you're like, oh, no, they're just really like, yeah. this is what I mean. And like, that's how I say it. Yeah. It's really fascinating. And
1: like, it sounds powerful. Yeah. Very cool. Absolutely. And you have Bahasa and you have Balinese and Balinese mm. is very difficult to okay. learn. Very complex. Very, very difficult. Oh, I wow. don't know. I still, I know. Uh, thank you. And you're welcome. But yeah. That's it. It's so complex. Yeah
0: it really is like yeah. there is so much to freaking learn here so I feel like everyone I've been talking to you too who's like been here for years but even in that you're like oh my god I'm really scratching the surface mm-hmm. and everything like you really mm-hmm.
1: get it be one with it and take the time just, just by time itself you know Balinese yeah. for the Balinese now is the year 1943 they lived by Baden- the by the moon calendar, the calendar of the moon. They don't oh live God. by the Gregorian Western calendar like we do in 2023. Oh, wow. So that's also why everything feels slower, you know? Their whole days, their months, their years are completely organized differently. So for the new moon and, you know, mm-hmm. black moon and full moon, that's yes. what they go by mostly. And there's ceremonies and there's rituals. And the, you know, wow. you've seen all the Chenang, the offerings, mm-hmm. there's six a day, you know? And these are just to keep the elemental spirits happy. So everything is cool,
0: everything is jiving. Okay, so now that we've talked about spiritual health, let's talk a little bit about physical health. And they are definitely tied, do not get me wrong. There is certainly a mind-body connection as I'm sure so many of you know. But my next guest is Nadine she is again just another amazing woman who is so well-rounded i was obsessed with her her energy is just so fiery so magnetic and like we ended up i ended up i went, went to her shop to film this and i stayed there for far longer than expected we were just having so much fun together she is so freaking cool she started with a tattoo shop and then it turned into a holistic healing business and she makes these incredible tinctures that have a really powerful healing properties and do everything from healing hormones to helping you sleep better at night. I freaking love them. She gave me a few to try. What's amazing too, is they are all made from local plants in Bali. So she studied all about the herbs there. And truly she was telling me there are hundreds and hundreds. You're going to hear about us talk about this in the interview, but it is incredible the power of plant medicine, her knowledge base. You're gonna really enjoy this. We are in your fabulous newly reopened shop here
4: in Bali. Yes. Tell me a little bit about the story. How did you end up here with this space? Well, I've been in Bali for almost a decade now. Oh, um, so I was born in the space and I grew up in France in the southwest mm-hmm. in a small surfing town, so it only makes sense to End up in Bali with like some of the world-class waves in Indonesia. Um, yeah, so I ended up staying here, fell in love, had a baby. Uh, I I opened my tattoo studio, Bold and Bright,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
4: which I've been having for about seven years now.
0: Congrats! Thank you. And that is such a feat, and I absolutely just I love that story too. That I know we talked about, but Bali dream. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of an Yes, everybody has in their head. I'm gonna put and fall in love and the whole thing, but I love
4: that you're like making it work and making it your own. Yeah, I mean, it's not always as easy as it seems. Right. Um, A lot of people do imagine like, oh, I'm, like, I'm just gonna go mm-hmm. to Bali and like, so dreamy. There's a lot of work that goes into it. 100%, as life goes, like we'll be realistic. I spend like most of my time like working and doing paperwork. Like, paperwork bureaucracy uh-huh. data is real. Oh God, God I can imagine. So, um, anyways, so then I had my tattoo studio running, mm-hmm. and um, throughout all that, for like many years, I was chronically ill. So this is what's going to lead to oh. alchemist and why I did this. I was chronically ill. I always had uh, stomach issues. Uh huh. I feel that. And I went to wow. so many doctors, and they always put me on so many like antibiotics and medicine, and every time so it was just suppressing, hundred the problem. And every time I would go off of the medicine, it would come back. So much worse. Yeah. So the symptoms would just reoccur worse.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's I feel like. We'll have to dive into this. So yeah. Like, the issue of, right? When you go
4: to a lot of the really Western and traditional medicine, I feel like it's just band-aid on symptoms. Band-aid. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it comes to health, uh, gut health.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So like mm-hmm. modern
4: medicine for gut health, it's a very, very delicate, complicated thing. I, I'm not like, I don't diabolize mm-hmm. modern medicine. like totally. There's so many things that we can benefit from it. Mm-hmm. If I break an arm, I will go to the hospital. 100% um, yes,
0: yes. I like, fix that, <laughs> yes. I'm not
4: gonna go massaging, no, I No. To
2: okay.
4: there's use cases for all things, of course. So anyway, so that led to, I was like, I thought I was really healthy, mm-hmm. I would work out every day, but I was always bloated, I had acne, mm-hmm. I had all these like issues, I had like depression, brain fog, and I couldn't figure out what was the root cause. And I thought I had a healthy, balanced diet. Mm-hmm. And then my mom one day actually told me, like, oh, my neighbor is celiac. She has gluten intolerances. Maybe you should try an elimination diet. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'll try. And after three days of cutting gluten from my life, I felt already fabulous. Oh, no way. Yeah. So it was like that simple thing that it's like, and it's in everything. Oh, everything. Right. It's such a, like, a sneaky one. Yes. That's a sneaky one, and it completely changed my perspective of food mm-hmm. and like what is healthy because it automatically eliminated anything that was kind of packaged or processed and yes. so like i love to spend, actually I could spend the whole day in the supermarket oh, just okay. reading labels oh. Read labels, labels, oh. and, 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 and so people read And similar a whole novel in themselves A whole novel Oh yeah And like on the like on the front label it's gonna be like uh natural ingredients mm-hmm. yeah, there's maybe like one natural ingredient amongst the rest of the okay. novel
0: <laughs> it is so concerning. i've also dealt with gut issues for years and years and years and oh my god it's crazy and it's just so true the best thing for me is when i cut out anything that's really heavy.
4: tell me how you learned all of this
0: so what was that
4: process like so then it was like oh it was life-changing for me Mm -hmm. so then i started started to decide to study holistic nutrition because i wanted to like help other people that were going through similar situations and i was like there's no information it's like very inaccessible oh yeah it's so intimidating you're really like where do i turn to for this information it's
0: not easy to find
4: because like you can google it but you need to know if you just Google, like, oh, this, like, symptoms of my stomach, you're gonna get IBS and then medicate yourself. Exactly. There's not, like, oh, try to do an elimination diet. No. It, it's so sad. It's so frustrating for so many It's people. so frustrating. Yeah. So I decided to study holistic nutrition. And then while I was doing that, I realized, like, my love for nature, for plants, for <laughs> herbs. I spent every day in the ocean. I've always been drawn to nature. Yes. When I was a child, my dream was to like travel the world, go to the Amazon, oh, which oh, I did. Oh I love that. Oh so cool. So it only made sense to go towards herbalism. Yeah. To like sweet. work with plants.
0: So where did you learn this from? So I learned online. Okay.
4: Uh pre-pandemic and then during the whole pandemic, I was like studying. Wow. And then from there I decided to make alchemist number no. seven and uh, the goal was, so I studied uh, clinical Western herbalism. Okay. So I studied with Western herbs, but I decided to use only Indonesian locally sourced herbs. Cause in Indonesia, there's like over 900 different species of medicinal herbs, which oh is very understood, you know? Yes. I mean, we're in the right. islands of spice. Right, hundred percent. Indonesia was colonized for over 400 years mm-hmm. for its spices and its yes. herbs which a lot of people like don't realize this yeah absolutely so like nutmeg i work a lot with nutmeg which is like become like a kitchen staple a lot of herbs that became kitchen staples are actually very powerful herbs Uh and they're very underspoken of so i tend to work a lot with those kind of things like i love basil coriander Uh nutmeg cumin cumin is like a natural antibacterial antiviral amazing benefits wow. and yeah it's like who would have known who would have known yeah you're just like throwing it on whatever yeah. making for dinner that
0: night and like yeah. not thinking twice it's and you don't think
4: about it, yeah. in depth
0: about it. right it, I love this more of this shift like food is medicine and like how do you do all of that so within your shop you don't have food here you have little mixes and tinctures and all of that so tell me you know for people who don't quite understand what that looks like tell me about the process of
4: so I make everything in small batches. Okay. So it's an alternative to natural medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have clients that come to me with like major issues that I do think need clinical modern attention, I do send them. Okay. Fair so I yeah, I had a few clients this year coming with uh, Amueba, uh-huh. which is a very invasive parasite, oh, common wow. to Indonesia for both countries, yeah. um, asking me to treat children and these kind of things. So I'm like, no, I do refer. Yeah, yeah, but everything that I think can be treated, which is most cases, especially mm-hmm. chronic illnesses, a little bit of life, lifestyle changes, commitment, uh, some herbs to balance. Amazing, we can do like such great work. So, I love to work like so cool. with individuality uh-huh. uh, because, like, I believe like, one man's food can be another person's poison. It's so true. So, something might work really well for me, mm-hmm. but it might oh, not work well. Yeah
0: absolutely i know mean, it's always funny when i like, chat with girlfriends who like we all have similar issues but the way we go about handling it is so different so different yes and like whatever works for you Thank i mean it.
4: great make it happen and it's, even like simple things like chamomile mm-hmm. chamomile is like very like commonly used yeah but actually it's a very like it's a kind of an aggressive herb is it really it is and it can be like uh it can agitate certain people like for me, I find that Carl does not benefit me. It doesn't soothe me. It irritates me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you're like sleepy time tea. I love lavender.
0: Lavender, lavender and rose works for me.
4: Ooh. So it's kind of about like I just like, honestly that sounds fabulous. Like, yeah. Yes. So it's like a little bit of mint or okay. rose. I love that. I love rose. Just, yeah, you try your out. That sounds good. So it's kind of like I I like to like help people to guide them mm-hmm. into like getting to know themselves a bit better. So it's more like guidance. It's not like I don't want to tell you, like, oh, you need to do this, I need to do that, that, that. Mm-hmm. No, it's kind of like holding their hand on their journey. I love that. And what does that process look like when somebody comes in? Like, What are the steps that you take through a consultation? So we'll just like first talk about what the issues are. Mm-hmm. And then I love to work with energetics. I feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. are a little bit unbalanced because this is also very underspoken of. Oh, yes. If you take, like, personality-wise, let's say, like, for example, I'm very fiery. Mm-hmm. This is my personality. I can tell that about you, yep. A lot of <laughs> estrogen. So I try to avoid, and I do with the cycle as well with women, because we have our hormonal cycle. Oh, yeah. So, like, most of my cycle, I'm going to do more, like, cooling, grounding mm-hmm. to work with my energetics. And I'm going to avoid spicy and everything that's kind of red in the red colors. I'm going to do more greens. Fennel. So cool. And then when, I, when I'll have, like, my menstruation period, mm-hmm. then I'll do a bit of chili, a bit of firing to rebalance my natural dominant oh. energetic. So I love to look at people in that sense. like, And while I'm speaking with them, mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking, like, okay, I'm figuring this person out. What is their energetic? So yes. then I'm going to work with the herbs that I feel like they're unbalanced in that side. Okay. So yeah. to help them rebalance, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. You're adding, like, a bit of... Creativity and depth to yeah. something that could be more like
4: a science.
0: I like the blend of the two yes.
4: mindsets in their approach So I love to use like it's more the science, but i love to use that holistic mm-hmm. yin and yang kind right, of thing Right, right, because it's it's the intuition like, into it yeah. and it's a huge factor. I feel like a yeah. lot of people forget that we're such energetic beings oh, And awesome. that we need to think that
0: Okay, so I know what you may be thinking. It seems like there's a lot of alternative cultures and learnings in Bali and you absolutely would not be wrong, but there is a lot of quote, more mainstream things there as well. And I think this also leads into that idea of duality is you can really have both. You can enjoy these gorgeous spa treatments, Pilates classes, live in a stunning Villa, but you can also be interested in spirituality and approaching your business through the lens of really this holistic and spiritual place and wanting to do good while also creating something beautiful. That is what I love about Andrea. She is truly the embodiment of this. She is this incredibly chic woman who I actually interviewed for an article, gosh, maybe about a year ago. And she's based in London, has this fabulous, fabulous jewelry line that I truly love. I loved connecting with her in this interview. And it was funny, When I had started the podcast, I was like, she would be an incredible guest, but you know, so I reach out and she's like, you know, the time change might be a little tough. I am going to be in Bali. I live here now. And I was like, no kidding. I will be there in two weeks. Like, let's meet up and do this. So I've been hearing all about her experience with Bali. She has a gorgeous family who they're all living in Bali now too, and that is their home base versus London. So very cool to be taking, you know, we talked, we chat about rooftop margaritas, but then also, you know, and being a girl who is just always wearing heels, to then what it's like adjusting to more of this island life. So I think you're really gonna enjoy this conversation to see how she's really blending these two worlds.
2: Uh-huh. It's not quite what's happening there. <laughs> definitely like, not a rum <laughs> no, but like I fear for the mentality, <laughs> there's <back>. yum, <laughs> but there's definitely rum more tequila than rum. But um, <laughs> we just really love this kind of lifestyle, being mm. close to the beach, and I love the spirituality the island brings and shares with us, with all the amazing <laughs> ceremonies <laughs> and traditions. It's so nice to be a part of that, um, and we. We were discussing all through COVID, as everyone was like daydreaming, trying to imagine how you really thought with your life. We looked at Athens, um, we, we have a home in Oman, in, in Muscat, in the Middle <laughs> East. And it's really beautiful there, and really safe. And we have a, a British school, finding a place with the school is super important because right. I'm a mom. Um, and then somehow Bali popped up, and I saw there was a British school here, so uh-huh. we started doing some research. And before you know it, the, we have paid school fees and we have moved <laughs> to the island without a house or any real understanding of exactly where we wanted to live other than yeah. within proximity of the school. So yeah. our first two months here yeah. was an adventure, trying to figure it all out, but mm-hmm. we finally have settled and we just, we really love it here. And it's a place I can be super creative in my work, mm-hmm. but also um, have flexibility and freedom and lots of family time, so um, yeah, it's Absolutely, I feel like there's so many books here.
0: And I mean, totally different mindset than being in London, but like giving yourself this space for creativity has to be so special. Yeah. Yes. I want to dive all into
2: that all a little bit more later, but first and foremost, tell us about your jewelry line and leaning into this creativity aspect. So my background is in fashion and interior design. Okay. Um, and after I had my first son, I took a break from work for a little bit. Um, and then was ready to kind of get back into business, but I wanted to be able to find something that was flexible with also being a mom, yeah. so I wasn't interested in, never, have I ever been in a 9-to-5? It was never really uh-huh. for me. I'm a manifesting <laughs> generator, if you know about it. I do, I you do! You know that I'm not cut out for a 9-to-5 accountancy job. Unfortunately, I just couldn't hack it. huh. Um, and I made uh friends with a wonderful strike girl, Alexander Harrington, who's my business partner in my first brand, which okay. is called London, also a fashion jewelry brand. Um and after having that for about seven years, mm-hmm. I felt like I learned so much from so many mistakes. Because you know yeah. as an entrepreneur you go oh through a lot. Much. Always um, and my learning experience every day. Every day still <laughs> you think you've learned all the lessons in the universe this next year. No. <laughs> um So I, just before COVID decided, I wanted to do something else independently. So Mm -hmm. we still have Mimi, Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to be able to design pieces that were really specific to to what I'm really passionate about. Mimi also has always leaned into Lucky Charms and Talismans, love, luck, health, good fortune. Um, But this has gone a little bit more into that. Uh Um, And I also wanted to be able to, with a slightly higher price point, be able to lean into Sustainability more as well, so we use 18 um, percent recycled gold and like uh, recycled packaging, and be able to do and play with a little bit more. Oh, sorry, uh, yeah, on that aspect. Mm-hmm. So I launched the brand semi-officially just before COVID, and then as you know, the world shut down. Mm-hmm. And I had like, <laughs> craziness and <into> say orders <laughs> and shipping containers <laughs> like coming, and I was like, oh, there's no stores open, just sell anything in. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we able to pivot and really use all the extra time I had at home to really focus on growing an Instagram following which starting from scratch again you know already having That's a brand so to tap into that and mm-hmm. do that from the beginning was um, an exciting challenge actually Absolutely. so yeah um, yeah so we I was able to work every hour that we had at home mm-hmm. when I wasn't homeschooling and just, just <laughs> actually being a mom and a teacher <laughs> and all these dyeing, other things. Dyeing, <laughs> making matcha oh. banana bread oh, inventory, of course. of course. <laughs> playing with my new air fryer. <laughs> right. <laughs> all the all the classic of things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You mentioned this good
0: fortune, spirituality and it all like diving into your jewellery too which that's something I really loved about your pieces. Could you tell me a bit more about how that has become part of your
2: design process? I I think um, practicing daily gratitude has been something that was instilled into me since I was a little girl. A lot of our pieces also, we have like the I Am collection. Yes. Um, so it's all about kind of manifesting what you are, what you wish to become. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have always been a bit of a magpie previous to having my own jewelry brand, mm-hmm. I was always, I wanted to find something, like many women, you travel, you find a piece that you really connect you to that place and hold special memories for you mm-hmm. like, for forever, mm-hmm. so I wanted to be able to design pieces that, for me, attract what I want to bring into my life and hopefully do for all the women that wear them, and it's fun, they're cute, I love, I you know, peace it. lines and yin-yangs and evil eyes or something that, you know, all across the world with different religions and cultures hold so much meaning to people and always have for me um, and just little, just constant reminders when you put a piece on and you're like, okay, today I'm leading with love or I'm leading with strength or, you know, I want to attract health and, and all these different pieces and fun symbols that we can use regularly. Right. Oh, it's so beautiful. And the jewelry is so emotional
0: in itself and like it's something you put on every day and I feel like it really has to represent something to you. And like, of course, we always love a big party piece and whatnot. But I love that special meaning of like, right? Like I want to leave today with love. That's so beautiful. Right, I also like want to clarify too that this isn't like
2: boho, woo
0: woo jewelry that you know you would never wear. These pieces are chic and they're gorgeous, and you're using like beautiful gemstones, and they can feel really glam too. Yeah, and we also
2: much like my fashion I, you know some girls have this beautiful style that's always their look and yes. you can spot a dress and go like that's my friend because that's all like that's mm-hmm. very much your i'm always um a bit of a chameleon it depends okay. on where i am so when i'm in london i'm definitely much more city chic and so to lend itself to that we have like amazing big chunky gold pieces and like dainty hoops that are like every day but can also be stacked and layered. Right. So there's a real mix that's kind of my personal style that runs through the lot. So like you said, not everything is crystals. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, manifest your dreams. There's also really cool things that you have you know, spotted on the red carpet on um, so many of our favorite celebrities yes. running across the board and, and can also be worn on amazing beach holidays. So there's a real, it's kind of like a one-stop shop for. For all women, there's always something that that will draw in somebody. i also so exciting about your new collection coming out. Tell me some hints, what can you So We've definitely noticed some Bali vibes and okay. inspiration in it. We've used a lot of um, really good natural stones, blue lapas, malahite designed to attract special things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of love tied in through it, um, also duality with the heaven and earth, like as I said, the sun yeah. and the stars. Oh, yes. I um, I just got a tattoo in Bali the other week, oh. and it's like totally about that, it's a like the duality of sun and moon. Oh, amazing. Okay, okay so you're speaking <laughs> <my language>, right? <laughs> <laughs> I also just Well, no, but once you get one here, it's... Oh, yeah. And the prices are insane. Yeah, well, the whole life, like, living here is, like, it's really amazingly yeah. affordable, and the food, as you know, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like, it's such a nice lifestyle. It is such a nice lifestyle. And I feel like so many of the perks of living
0: here is that it makes these little luxuries in life like, really accessible that That's just, like, cool. leans into this overall self-care where, like, at home in New York or London, like, you
2: know, you're not
0: getting a massage every day. Not that, like, that's necessary. But, you know, these certain little things that I feel like it's so nice you can treat yourself to, and it just, like,
2: I don't know, it, it gives us so a relaxed ethos. Like, yeah, because we all, it's something that all all of us, women in particular, don't always take the time for themselves to do these things, mm-hmm. and here we get to slow down a little bit and have the opportunity to. Absolutely. It's,
0: like, that idea of being, like, empowered and feeling worthy, and really let
2: yourself have them I think is so freaking nice and also hard to ever go back to not doing that I, I know I love 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 London and it's been my home for so long and mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful city I'm originally from the west coast from Washington State but okay. the Miami mm-hmm. Tokyo oh, yeah. skated around a little bit but um I think that this is going to be home for a while I just okay. love it and the Bolognese are just so welcoming and kind and as I mentioned earlier traditions you were here the other day Mm -hmm. like it's such an amazing celebration and so many places cities around the world like uh, cultures have been diluted a little bit and tradition has been diluted and here it's such an importance in the center of community here and it's so nice to be a part
0: of it from, from far at least. So remember what I said about Bali sucking you in and the universe sending you these little inklings about keeping you on your path, what you should be doing, all of that good stuff? So Monica's story pretty much is a perfect example of this. She actually came to Bali on a girl's trip and it happened to be during covid she ended up staying and she's been there for gosh i want to say it was three years now i totally see why the island sucks you in in that way but it wasn't just because she loves it it's great it's fun she ended up having this idea for a business she would worked in the fashion industry all prior and had this idea that she had been working on previously that once she got to bali ended up flourishing And I think that's just such a beautiful example of the universe, showing you where you're supposed to be giving you those little breadcrumbs that you're on the right path and giving you, you know, those little power ups, whether it's that you needed funding or you needed to meet a certain person or you needed to have an inspiration. And that idea came to you. Her story is the perfect, perfect example. And, I'm excited for you to hear it. She is also just so full of life. And I loved her zest for what she's doing, how she's living her gorgeous life in Bali. And also, I mean, she is so freaking fun. So there is nothing better than following your path, understanding your purpose, and also having a hell of a good time along the way. So let's dive into the conversation. I really hope you enjoy it. It's a big day. Like You just launched your new spring collection. Congratulations. Wait, tell me about, you know, so we're in SS23, you've been doing this for about three years. Take us back to like the inception. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
3: so first of all, thank you for these years. So um, yeah, I already started basically three years ago now, Mm -hmm. and I came here just for a holiday with my best friend. Love um, it. Yeah. It's like, I mean, fun place for a girl trip. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's what we thought. It was like, okay, let's, let's go there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. few months. And years. Oh my God. So, yeah. It's been a journey. But yeah, everything started basically when pandemic started. Yeah. Yeah. So we we're right here a month after, a month and a half after it was pandemic and Right. Pandemic. Right. So we've been kind of stuck here, but not really because we decided to stay.
0: Yeah, 100%. And like a great place to get stuck. Yeah. If yeah, you have yeah. to be in lockdown somewhere, I would have much rather been here than like my tiny apartment.
3: Oh, I can't can even
0: imagine how my life yeah. was there and I was
3: back <laughs> <laughs> <Come on. laughs> <Right? laughs> Seriously. Like it's been a gift, I can say that. 100%. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To be here, definitely a blessing
0: because it was very different than the rest of the world. Isn't it funny how there's, like, little choices and just totally changing the trajectory of your life? See. Like, if you guys are like, actually, no, like, let's go back to our own apartments. Yeah. And like, who knows? Yeah,
3: exactly. But, yeah, we decided to it down. Mm-hmm. And
0: three months,
3: more or less, after being here, I decided to start the brand. Okay. Which actually started as, like, you know, a fun time with my family, here before I arrived in Bali, yeah, yeah, and I start with my auntie just making some shorts just you know for me, for mm-hmm. my parents, and then I keep working for other companies in my life, so I yeah. just put on the side the, the project, which was a project, but right. you know, so when I here, the time was perfect in a sense, because yeah, it was not mm-hmm. pandemic, it was pandemic, mm-hmm. so it was a perfect opportunity to be here and to, we, to, you know, try yeah, to navigate
0: yeah. that project, so. really, right, it kind of gave you, like, so much more free time that I was the same way. I started, like, a ton of projects during COVID and, like, just, like, had fun with creativity again. Yeah. And it was, like, I mean, of course, like, not lovely time in the world, but it was yeah. cool that it did, like, get your mind in some different places and then some beautiful things came out of it, like, the brand.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it, it, it was like, like a sign, in a sign. Yeah, a because, because, you know, like I start with my family and then arrive here and going around and seeing all these beautiful women like, working in Kursha. Mm-hmm. here is very huge. Like, oh, a lot of people work in And for so me, it seemed like kind of shocked when I arrived because it's saying same. I, I'm from Italy, I'm from the south mm-hmm. of Italy. And you know, like I grew up with my grandma in a tailor shop, so for me it was like a throwback. <laughs> we like, oh my god!
0: What? great <laughs> Where to, like it? really like witness some practices. It is so interesting. I had no idea that crochet was so big here before coming. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. I had no idea, and then one day it was just like, okay, let's see, grab and I went around mm-hmm. the island and. Someone told me about this place it's a small village in Bali, and mm-hmm. basically all the women there are just work for sure. Wow. So yeah, I mean start from there and then okay. slowly keep growing and now yeah. yes. and then yes. here
0: we are. Yes. So tell me about like getting connected with this group of women. Like how did you go about working together and like like taking you know your vision that you had and then like they're just like a sort of crap.
3: Tell me about that process. Uh, it's been a process. process. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> first, first of all, because the language barrier. You right. know, like, not all the values people speak English. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like try to find a way to understand each other. Especially right. when you have to be specific in detail. You know, it's not and just you're having smart. having a general conversation. that you can, you know, move your hands. I yeah. say okay. that, and good on that. Oh my god! Exactly. Yeah, you're <laughs> but, the pro. But at the same time, it's like no, we have to be more specific here. So mm-hmm. it's it's been like try to meet each other in a sense. Okay. When yeah. so we met, we, we I try to understand them, and they try mm-hmm. to understand. First of all, as a um, different culture, we have you Know different wedding work. We have timeline, we mm-hmm. are you know very ah. like European people, uh-huh. and uh, the there are there's a lot of signing here, there's a lot of holidays. So, mm-hmm. when you have you know these schedule
0: things, it's not very easy at all. I've yeah. totally noticed that too. Whether it's like booking a reservation or trying to coordinate with people on things, even earlier today, we were like oh, yeah, no, traffic, it's Bali time. Exactly. Like, I keep hearing the term Bali time over and over, yes. so I can only imagine applying that to your business when you're learning
3: Yeah, it's a lot of stress. Oh. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But at the same time, you, it's also like a challenge for yourself because you start to, you know, slow down a little bit uh-huh. and be like, okay, so things here are different. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be okay with that. It's not your country, and you have to, you know, Adjust to try to find a way
0: to work together. Otherwise, it's just like going crazy. No, no, totally. It really is a good mental challenge. I always it. noticed that on myself. Of when I go to a slower paced country, in like the first few days, I'll be like waiting for coffee, and I'm like, oh my God, like what is taking so slow? Yeah, <laughs> yes. And it's like, okay, Kendall, practice your patience. Definitely. Yeah, it's a tough one.
3: And when he's Not related to work, you have to break twice, (laughs) exactly. But it's more
0: important than a latte, like, yeah, yeah, Yeah.
3: Yeah. definitely. You have to be okay. Let's try to explain to them in a sense that they can understand Mm -hmm. where I'm I'm coming from. We are like, okay, you have have two sides in that, guys. You have your customers from Mm -hmm. wherever part of the world, there is nobody, so they have no idea how things work, right? And the production part, which Mm -hmm. is funny. People, people work just with workers we love. Of people. Mm-hmm. so it's kind of like try to find the balance in between and be like, okay, explain to the customer that they have to wait a little bit more than normal production, industrial yeah, sure. yeah. production, also because a slow brand. Right. So I explain to the balance people, the other people they work with, that they. Just a little bit, a little oh, bit. I mean, a little bit. I, I, I'm not giving too much, <laughs> yes. but a little bit. Otherwise, okay. it's super hard. Yeah.
0: So with that, in this conversation of things, you know, going on behind the scenes and so much work going
2: into it. Yeah. Tell me about the new spring collection. Ooh, it took me um,
0: a
3: while to arrive here, but finally I'm here. The collection yeah, is ready. Right? Uh, actually, the the website is going to be launched today, so perfect time. That's right. So exciting. <laughs> we love when things work out like that. Yeah, it, it's crazy how some so, so it's I have it, you. know, Wow. So like, it is yeah. the best. It, absolutely the best that happens. So then you collection actually, it's, the name is that's Amore. Oh, cute. <laughs> so it's it, um, a fusion of Italian design mm-hmm. and the multiculturalism of Bali. Yeah. You know, Bali is like a muffin. Mat- of so, many different people and oh, culture. Yeah. So it's so inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. So what I try to do, especially with this collection, my designer with my brand, is yeah. to you yeah. know just mix my 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 DNA as yeah. an Italian Southern Italian uh-huh. Calabrian person, yes. <laughs> and and my life here in Bali, and you know just try to expand that
0: to my brand and oh, share with people. A beautiful love story. Yeah. And that's why I love so much about Bali is like, you know, something I, of course, really wanted to learn about is like the Bali culture. But yeah. what's amazing too, is like, it really is a melting pot of so many people coming together. Like I was in this yoga class really the other day and heard so many different languages and people talking about where they're from and where they're traveling next. At every turn, you're learning something new, and it is just, like, so valuable. Seriously.
3: like, it's been three years now that I'm in Bali, and I'm still not used to this. Like, you know, like, I can see a restaurant, and here, on my left side, someone talks, like, Spanish, and the other one, Russian, and the other one,
1: Italian. I'm
3: like, okay, okay, it's Bali, or, you know, it's, like, a lot of people from around the world. Here. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, everything is so inspiring because it's, it's, you have all this mixed culture around, and, it's like, okay. and all nature, it's oh just nature so precise. insane. It's so, but where yeah. are we? Like, oh, right? There's plenty of different plants in one small square, like.
2: Oh, it's mind-blowing. It's like things yeah.
0: I can't even fathom If I was in my New York block, I'm like, there's two trees. Yeah. It's so insane.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, it's very special. So if this episode taught you anything, I hope it's that the universe truly really has your back. I know that's very woo-woo silly of me, but it's so true. I And I don't think that that's always an easy thing. You know, learning from these stories, right? Like there's a lot of hard lessons in there and career pivots, life pivots, all these different things that feel so unexpected that maybe weren't part of plan A, But plan B or plan C or D ends up being one of the most beautiful experiences of your life. I truly resonate this with myself and looking back at my 2022, 2023, so many plot twists that happened in my life that led me to create, you know, this film project or my podcast or meet these amazing people from around the world that I never would have gotten connected with otherwise. And I think the energy in Bali, these conversations that I learned there just really further drilled that down that even though something is hard, you're looking at the greater good and you're following your path and you're not just doing things selfishly, right? You're taking your own learnings and your own passions and purpose of why you're here and you're connecting back with the land or these other cultures to create something that is so much more beautiful than you may be ever set out to create. I hope that you enjoyed this Bali story. As I mentioned, this is just my experience and we are just barely scratching the surface on their beautiful culture, but I wanted to share with you my takeaways, my lessons, and introduce you to just some of the beauty that is there and some of these incredible people from around the world So I hope that this inspires you to visit Bali one day, get connected with maybe one of these beautiful businesses and just grow, be cultural and be connected. But until then, I can't wait to see you here next time.